people, how the hell are you? Welcome to another edition of Comic Talk, the podcast. My name is Jesse Rivera. Today is Sunday, March the 28th. God damn, it's March the 28th already? Fuck, where did this month go? Where did this year go? Hell yeah, we're just moving right along. And this is episode number 70, 70, episode number 97 of Comic Talk, the podcast. Can you believe that shit, 97? I can't believe I've stuck with it this long. I'm pretty fucking determined by this point. Yeah, I am. Anyway, today, episode number 97, and we are sticking with the top fives. Haven't interviewed somebody in a really long time, uh, but there is something that I'm planning on. Hopefully, I could talk about it in a couple of weeks, and I'm super excited about it. Might be doing a couple of interviews with some folks that are not top fives, uh, not not top five podcasts, maybe a couple of regular interviews. Um, those are in the works. Hopefully, I can tell you about it soon. But today, we have, yes, another top fiver. Today, on Comic Talk, the podcast, we have top five Taylor Swift songs. And for this one, I knew I wasn't going to be the one doing the heavy lifting. I mean, I'm not always the one doing the heavy lifting. I've always got a good panel of people and they know what they're talking about, but I also like bring it right. But with top five Taylor Swift songs, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a brand new Taylor Swift fan and my uh, Taylor Swift arsenal is minimal at this point. So I really leaned into what I knew, but the guests and actually top five Taylor Swift was not my idea. It was Dana Bryant's idea. Dana is one of the young ladies on the podcast today. Dana, along with Tessa, joined me via Zoom. And like I said, top five Taylor Swift was Dana's idea. I reached out to Dana a couple of months ago and I said, Dana, you're cool as hell. Let's do a podcast together. Let's do one of these top fives. Dana came back with top five Taylor Swift songs. And I was like, hell yes, let's do it. So she got Tessa involved. We got it in the books and we did it yesterday and it was a lot of fun. I learned so much about not only Taylor Swift, but like why her fans love her so much. I learned a lot about Taylor. I learned a lot about her fans and I learned that there is a deep Taylor Swift catalog for me to jump into when I'm ready to take that plunge. Really it's for like whenever I'm ready to finally leave Folklore, which is my absolute, one of my top five albums of the last 18 months and I cannot stop listening to Folklore. So whenever I'm out of the Folklore mood, I'm going to go ahead and move on to one of the other albums that is mentioned a lot during this podcast. So without further ado, you don't want to listen to me blabber anymore. You want to hear the top five Taylor Swift songs with Jesse, Dana, and Tessa. Here we go. Bye. Tessa Brown, Dana Bryant, how the hell are you guys? Oh, oh, thank you. Great. Doing fantastic. It's sunny and I'm excited to talk T Swift. Nice. Oh, yeah. Dana, you ready? Oh, yeah. I've been looking forward to this for like a very long time. I yeah. I, came I, I was so excited that when, okay, so, so I reached out to Dana maybe like two months ago and I just said, Dana, uh, no, it was when you came by to pick up your, uh, your sweater, right? Yeah. 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 So Dana came by to pick up a telenovela sweater and, um, I was like, Dana, let's figure out a podcast that we could do together. And 
I, I knew that, that Dana was like kind of like a pop culture nerd as much as I was, but I didn't know like where, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you give me a topic and I'll tell you whether or not I could do it. And she came back with Taylor Swift and I was like, holy shit, yes. And then I was like, well, you need to find the third <laughs> wheel because I don't know who, like none of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she came okay. back and was like, Tessa Brown. I was like, holy crap, yeah. yes, let's do it. I posted so many posts on Facebook about I'm listening to Taylor Swift again. And Tessa's one of the people to be like, oh my God, I love Taylor Swift. So I love her so much. Right on. Um, so what have you guys been up to? Just just regular stuff? Uh, uh, well, you want to introduce yourselves uh, just in case? You want to go first, Tessa? Sure. Okay. Uh, my name is Tessa. I live in Sacramento. Um, I usually do improv at the Sacramento Comedy Spot for Herald Night, uh, Shortcuts, uh who knows what else anymore um and i have been a taylor swift fan since her first album came out um her birthday is like a week after mine so like we've grown up together that is so rad i love that that you grew up together that is so rad and so you said you're in shortcuts and what else are you in you do you, do you um, know what you're going to be in when you come back not really. I guess Herald Night, so every Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Hey, um, let me tell you, let, let me tell you right now. Let me tell you, Tessa, if you get tired of doing Herald, because like Herald is every week, right? But you still want to do improv and you want to like kind of try something different. <laughs> I, have, I have a telenovela shirt with your name on it, buddy. Right, <laughs> right here. Right here. I have to take you up because it's a beautiful logo. This is you. This is all you. Look, look. I'll even throw in a hat. Wow. Why don't you, why don't you come to a tel- just come to a telenovela rehearsal? Just just see what you think. Is this actually um, a recruitment meeting? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is all a ruse. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Dana. Dana, yeah. tell us about yourself. <laughs> My name is Dana and I live here in Sacramento. I I do telenovela, so that's you know how I know Jesse. And I also do Herald Night with Tessa on Wednesdays as well. During the pandemic, I've been hosting a couple shows with the Sacramento Comedy Spot Live. So that's fun. I have a show on Monday and a show on Thursday. So it seems like you're always on. Was that that's something that was born in the like that side of your personality right was that was that born during the pandemic um I you know I had a couple ideas and I was like hey I have these random ideas that you did not ask for and it tend to work out and I I feel like like I'm naturally an introvert but I'm also very social so I was like I could just do this and it'd be fun and a lot of it's just sort of me being me but like the more social extroverted side than my normal stay at home and play video game introvert mm-hmm. side. Nice, nice. And uh, have you been a Taylor Swift fan this whole time also? Like, are you um, guys the same age also? Um, no, I'm definitely older than Tessa. I won't say <laughs> by how much. Um, I, <laughs> I, can never, I can never tell. I think you're all like 23. That's what every, like that's every girl nicest, in the spot. I think they're all 23. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> okay. 
I, you know, I've, I liked a couple of her songs when she was like country. I've always not really like my musical tastes are usually like pop punk and like loud things that scream at me, but I also like have like a poppy side that I like. So when she, I think 1989 was the first album that I was like, oh shit, this is great. This is some, some sweet pop music. And then I was hooked ever since. Yeah, I, I I know like your musical taste, and I was a little bit. I was like, "What is she gonna come back with?" Because like I, <laughs> like I, I I totally love you. Like you're you're one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I was like, "I'm gonna whatever she comes back with, I'm gonna try to work with it." And when you came back with Taylor Swift, I was like, "Fuck yes, this <laughs> this is great. This is an excuse for me to talk about Taylor Swift because I have been obsessed with Taylor since December. Um, mm-hmm. So." Uh, uh, I, I'm ready. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we're going to do top five Taylor Swift songs. Um, let's go ahead. Like Tessa's up in this corner for me. So, um, okay. Well, me Tessa, too. we're going to go ahead and let you start off. With, oh, hold on. Let me make sure I'm ready to go. I'm so excited. Tessa, what is your number five, top okay. five Taylor Swift songs? So my number five is I'm starting with the album that got you into Taylor Swift folklore so that first of all before i even get into my pick that entire album is just it, like we it came when we needed it most and <laughs> it was it's just that's one where you can listen it to it from start to finish and there's no songs you skip you just keep going through it the whole thing and it's such a good just example of how she's grown and where she is now um, so there's so many good songs from that, but I think my top song from folklore is Mirror Ball. Mirror Ball. Mirror Ball. And that was very hard. Uh, runners up, I have to say, Invisible String and August. Um, and um, oh God, what is it called? The, uh, the Last American Dynasty. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, which I love that song too, but I think Mirabal is the one I always go back to. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mirabal, hold on. Dana, what is your number five? Okay. So um, before I, I, I do my number five, my approach for my list in general, I realized very quickly that I needed to just pick one song per album, like, because otherwise half yeah. my list would be like reputation because I love the heck out of that album. So I, I started with let's pick one per album. And then once I have that, pick the five out of that bunch and order them. I even made cards because I have these lying around for my shows. <laughs> so um, my number five is from the album that really got me into Taylor Swift from 1989. And I picked the song Wildest Dreams. Very I, good. I love that song so much. I just, I think I love the visual of it and the idea of looking at, you know, something that was, that's over and just being like, just remember me in your dreams. There's some parts that are a little sexy. It's very, I I like the different mix of emotions. I used to listen to this album a lot when I was commuting once a week into the city. And even though like she mentions the city and to her, that's New York, to me, that's San Francisco. And I just like, I hear the song and I just see myself like driving across the Bay Bridge and the the fog is over the ocean and it's just a very kind of dreamlike sweet kind of melancholy song and I just love it to pieces yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely uh, same thing. Anytime I hear the city, um, it's San Francisco to me. And that was something that I never really understood until I moved up here. Like I lived down south my whole life. And then when I moved up here and I totally get the whole ro romance of driving to the city. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a great one. That's a great one. That's a good one. Okay, so now my number five is um so i like i said like I've, i'm new with taylor and i started listening to albums like just one at a time um just this week i kind of fell in love with 1989 um but i don't i don't know that i fell in love with it soon enough but i started listening to lover a couple weeks ago and i think i texted you guys and mm -hmm. i was like okay i just started listening to this and uh my number five is you need to calm down because oh, yeah. it just pulls i'm an 80s kid and it just pulls at my synth pop heartstrings like it's so <laughs> synthy it's so poppy um and the video is just out of this world i don't know if you guys have ever seen the video it's got yeah. all these great it's got all these great cameos it's like shot in a trailer park mm -hmm. and there's a line in there where she says uh you say it on the street, that's a knockout, but you say it in a tweet, that's a cop-out. Oh my God, that is so, this culture, like what we're mm -hmm. in right now, like, you know, like I grew up in a different time where like you ran your mouth and you got punched. Like that's mm -hmm. what it was. It's like now like you could run your fingers and you just get blocked. And like, that's the worst thing is like getting blocked. But um, I definitely remember like running my mouth and like, yeah, I shouldn't have said <laughs> that. <laughs> So, oh, that, so true. So that is my number five. Um, I think it's 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 really witty, and she's had like so like as many people that love Taylor Swift, like she's got like this whole crew of like, you know, and she she says that um, the first verse is about uh, trolls and cancel culture, the second verse is about homophobes and people who are picketing outside of her concerts, and uh, the third verse is about. Uh, successful women being pitted against each other right. which is like just like she's she started so young that she's like really like a wise old person by yeah. by this time and she's only like she's very young still you know so uh that's my number five very good all right tessa you're number four. Oh gosh oh man um okay so let me set this. So first, my number four, this is not going to be num my number four, but what was going to be my number four is a song that I don't think has been on any album. And I honestly have no idea how I know it or how my friends found it or know it. But back from high school, we'd listen to the song called I'd Lie. And it's so like early Taylor Swift so taylor swift original album you can't even find it on spotify you have to go into youtube and like some like hijacked video but it's just oh my gosh it's just really encapsulate especially for me when you have a crush on someone and you know everything about them and you know like your favorite colors the lyrics are your favorite colors green uh, you love to argue your sister's beautiful you have your father's eyes if you'd ask me if i love you i'd lie it's just great. It's just such a good example of early Taylor Swift songwriting. Um, you know what? What the hell? Put it on there. It's my number four. I can't not. And it's just, I have so many memories tied to it because um, 
my friend, my friends and I, um, Allie Berta, you know her from the comedy yeah. spot. She's a bartender and improviser. Um, I've known her since we were like th- uh, third grade and we would always have, she'd have CDs in her car and we'd just drive around in high school listening to like our favorite Taylor Swift songs. And that was one of them. What was it called again? I'd Lie. I'd Lie. I have to check that out. Yeah, and so that's like some bootleg Taylor Swift stuff. You can't find it. It's nothing. No, no. And I hope, I hope she's she does it as part of like her remastering because it's such an underrated song and it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah, and then and that's the thing. Is like, remember back in the day, like back in the day, like in the I, I, like those types of songs would end up as like B sides on singles. Yeah, you know, like you'd go buy the CD maxi single and it'd be like the main song, like a remix. An acoustic, yeah. and then this song you never heard of and they were always brilliant songs they're like so why good. isn't this on an album you know yeah why isn't this the single that's that's always crazy yeah 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 but then that's also like god this is they they could just toss this out as a b-side like you're not using this to leverage sales they're not using this no. to leverage billboard that's that's crazy I always okay. love when a song is like better than the single and it's one of those yeah. hidden gems because like that that just means that like it it's worth going out and finding the stuff that you that is on radio. For yeah. sure. Do you guys still uh are you guys like stream only or do you guys still own like physical stuff like cassettes? No, you definitely don't own cassettes, but like not cassettes <laughs> uh, or anything. Not I'm not anymore. I used to have like a, I used to make mix CDs a lot um, in high school and college. Like I loved making a, basically now it's a Spotify playlist, but putting it on a CD for a lot of road trips and stuff. But I don't have any CDs anymore. I just have I, all the old ones that like I had bought and then put on my computer, but then I don't want to get rid of them. Yeah, because I'm like you know these are my my jams. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going through the, well, you guys know I buy records, but now I'm buying CDs. Oh, yeah. And cassettes. And the other, like a couple of months ago, I was like, I'm going to start making mixed CDs for my friends. And so I bought like this little mini uh, hard drive that you could plug into your computer and burn CDs. And I bought CDs and I bought cases and That's I messaged so my first friend and I was like, hey, I'm going to make you a mixed CD. And they were like, I don't have anything to play it on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you probably shit. do. I thought, I thought this was a great idea. And then, like, even my new car doesn't have a CD player. Like, oh, I don't even know if I have my car's not that new, but I don't know if I have one. Dana, do you have a CD player in your car? I don't, I don't think so. My last car before it died in a car accident had one but i don't think my new one has it because it's like a 2017 yeah yeah so that's uh, good cds i thought i was onto something but apparently i, I, I spent like 60 dollars for nothing there's know. so much joy into putting together a mix cd because it's like you also have to think about the order like yes. okay are we starting with like we're starting in big and then we have to make sure that we don't go from like a big song to like something that's more slowed down you have to have it gradual and then like have certain themes in there there's a real art to making a mix cd i would always start big yeah and then work my way to like dreamy like mm-hmm. all subdued almost heartbreaky yeah and end with like uplifting hopeful like mm-hmm. the cranberries dreams like yeah that was, like like that's what it has to end with like just something that's just like we're gonna yeah mm-hmm. okay it's a story 
<laughs> it definitely is. Because now I have, I have an iPod, like an iPod touch. I feel so old saying I'm an iPod. Wow. Um, and I make all my playlists in, you know, Apple Music, the music app on my Mac. And then I listen to it in the car. But because I like throw anything that fits that theme into a playlist, I do a lot of skipping and like the skip buttons yeah. are worn out on my car. Yeah, I, I have, um, I have this, this seat. Okay. So I have this, this mixed, it's just called mixed. And it started <laughs> off as just being uh, Pink Floyd and The Cure, like alternating back and forth. And it was like my go to sleep mix. Yeah. But little by little, um, Taylor has taken over, like Taylor and Maggie Rogers and Sarah oh. McLaughlin, who all kind of have that like dreamy sounding, mm -hmm. like some of their songs that they've infiltrated the, the first part of that playlist. And um, yeah, uh, mixes are great. Dana, what do you have at number four? Okay, so um, number four is my my folklore pick. I also, I didn't pick anything from Evermore either. So when I was thinking about my honorable mentions, like I wanted to throw some of those in as well. Because yeah. yeah. um, I spent a lot of time during the pandemic playing Minecraft and both folklore and Evermore are like perfect soundtracks to running through the woods of Minecraft because it's got that like folky, woodsy sort of feel for it. Um, I, a couple of the ones that like, I almost picked on, like, I love the one in exile, um, from Evermore. I love gold rush. I don't know. She, she loves songs about Harry Styles still to this day. Um, <laughs> and I also really love the song tis the damn season, but when it came to like, what song from these, am I going to go with? I, so say it. So Taylor Swift evidently has this like thing of song five have you heard the like the track five where that's where she likes to put the like really emotional hitting song so like if you oh. go back most of the album like track five according to the internet is like where it starts to get like hard hitting oh, so I, I picked I picked song five which is my tears ricochet which I love that song so good and I may have had many tears listening to that song that also ricocheted off of my my <laughs> Cause it's so, so beautiful. And I looked it up and evidently the theory is that song's actually about the whole drama around her, like her songs being sold off and yeah. having them owned by, you know, somebody that is a horrible person and just kind of heartbreaking. And it's, it's really interesting being able to take that situation and make it sound like, you know, a, a romance. And it's, I love a lot of the language and, and just kind of the, the metaphors and things in there and I, and I love crying you know like a lot of sad songs are like sweet sad but I like that it's like angsty sad maybe that's all of my like battle experience <laughs> yeah, that's I'm like your a pop punk <laughs> genre coming in yeah definitely yeah. right that's 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 Dana's roots showing through in her uh, uh in her in her pick right there all right my, my tears ricochet your number four here is uh Okay, so my number four is, um, so it's from 1989, uh, the, the album, not the year, right? Uh, <laughs> it's from 1989, and I was like, this is like, this is the closest Taylor came to grabbing me into like listening to a full album uh, before this latest obsession. But um, like I said, I always kind of like paid attention to Taylor. I never disliked her. And then when, uh, when it was like saying, oh, Taylor's gonna release a pop album. And I was really curious because like, 
I, yeah, it's like, I love pop music. Like I love Hall and Oates. I love like Madonna, Tears for Fears. Like all like, there's like pop music is so great. Um, and it was the, it was the first single, right? Um, Shake It Off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I love her just like thumbing her nose at her critics. And I love her, like, she's just like, the players are gonna play and the haters are gonna hate. And I'm just gonna shake it off, and she's just gonna do what she does, and and like and the video is great. Like the video just shows her like being silly and clumsy, mm-hmm. and and being just being everything. Um, yeah, I I love I love shake it off. I think it's a fun song, and I was telling uh, I don't know if Dana you were on yet, but I was telling Tessa that 1989 is definitely the next Taylor Swift album that I'm buying. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of pre-orders going on right now for Evermore. Oh really? Yeah, like uh, dude, there's like a Target variant, um, uh, then the the variants on her website, uh, and then even like this like independent record store that like uh, he's a YouTuber and I watch his you he like and he's always talking about like jazz albums and like hard rock albums and he's like, all right guys, I hate to say it, but um, I'm doing pre-orders for Taylor Swift's album. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna buy it from you because, like, I try to buy from independent places. So, That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shake it off is my number four. I loved like so. We're getting to three. That was gonna be my number three. Is Shake It Off from 1989. Um, uh-huh. Should I do? I'll do something else. I'll Whatever switch. you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Are you, so, yeah. I'll, well, I'll stick with Shake It Off because it's just so like that, yeah, 1989, like that is really when she like was full force pop, but not even just that, like, cause she had already kind of started to like tip into that, go into that um, with Red. But I think 1989 to me was like an album that she wanted to put, do, like an album that she wanted to put out um and like 1989 that resonates with me because that's the year I was born too it's the year she's born that's why it's called 1989 um and shake it off is just you can't like even just say it's stuck in everyone's heads now like shake it off like it's just so good and it seems cheesy and it seems like kind of silly but that's like the great part about it because it is but it's also so catchy and so well put together in terms of giving the middle finger to her critics. And then also just like a fun dance song. Um, and I think she just nailed it. Yeah. I, I read that, that, that sax loop that the, that the, oh, the, yeah. engineer, the engineer spent like 10 hours, like getting it just right. Wow. And, nice. and yeah. And the, the, like, it's, it's not a mistake. That it's so catchy and so yeah. poppy. Were were you guys anticipating Taylor going pop? Like, was it something that that you saw coming? Like, how did that, what what was your feelings towards that when it happened? Do you remember? I mean, I, for me, I feel like it was sort of you could see the progression that way. Yeah. I think it was sort of surprise that like it was that like that fast. I feel like there could have probably been like a couple more albums in between that were a little bit slower, but I love that she just jumped into it. And I remember when I first heard Blank Space, I was like, this is the shit. Like that song is so, it was just like such a surprise and such a quality song. It's like, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Nice. 
Okay. Now, I was, I, I think I was surprised because it, there was like definitely elements of her going more pop, um, even like would speak now. That album was already starting to be a little bit more poppy. But I think, um, yeah, once she made that full shift, it was like, whoa, why is like um, the American Country Associ Association still like inviting her and nominating like this album when it's like a no way country anymore? And like they continuously are doing that. Um, but that's, yeah, I think where it was like, okay, this is different. And honestly, at first, I kind of didn't like it. Um, Cause I was just used to her more like country-ish country pop. Um, but now it's just like shows how she's developed as an artist and how I've developed as a listener. Where Where is Taylor from? Like, where does she grow up? Like what region? Is she like from a country region? Like, is she like from North she's Carolina? She's from Pennsylvania um, originally, but she did when she was a teenager, moved down to Nashville. Okay. 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 Hey, and what is, uh, what is Taylor's middle name? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that either. It's Allison. Allison. Yeah, yeah. I, I just happened to catch that yesterday when I, was, <laughs> when I was doing some research. Okay, we got We have our first crossover. Let's shake it off. Um, all right, Dana, what is your number three? Okay, so my number three is my reputation pick, which was so hard because, like, I love this album, and like I said earlier, like. I could have done half my list with just these songs, but I held myself back. Um, a couple of the ones that almost made it, like I love Endgame because I love Ed Sheeran. I, mm -hmm. I think him and Taylor Swift are like kind of the same, very similar artistically. Um, I love the song Gorgeous. It makes me think of things that I'm not gonna talk about. Um, I love the song Dress. I find it very sexy and you know, it's a fun alone time song, um, but <laughs> my my pick for reputation is the song "Don't Blame Me." Um, I while uh, there's so many things I love about this song. I think one I love sort of that metaphor of like love as a drug, like kind of like this is my addiction because I know that like I feel like when you get someone stuck in your head, like that's all you think about, and it can sometimes feel like a drug. And I've definitely felt that before um and I, and I kind of like the idea of like you being addicted to love for the rest of your life because that's really sweet um I love some of the like the like sounds in here there's some really the timber on some of the sounds in this song is just really cool with like I don't even know what it is but it just feels like I don't know if like an organ or something it just kind of goes wah wah like I love sort of the fun instrumentality in that song I'm also a big fan of songs that like kind of start out slower and then build. And once you get to the end, it feels like this is a, you know, different place than when I started, but yeah. you like, it just progresses nicely. Mm -hmm. But probably my most favorite part about this song though, is like, like I love to sing. So I do a lot of singing, but I don't sing a lot of Taylor Swift because like vocally, she's just sort of like in one zone. And for, for me, like that I'm a belter and a like gymnastics when I sing, like it's really hard for me to do something that's just right here because I'm all, like all over the place um but she does some really fun vocal things in this song towards the end that like she doesn't do anywhere else and like the first time I heard it I was like this is so sweet like so sick and I love how she's just like giving it more energy and and I'm like I wish she did more of that because her voice just sounds so beautiful and so different in this song that I'm like I would love to hear that in other things 
Nice, nice. So <clears throat> does it feel like you guys grew up with Taylor? Like she was like young and making mistakes when you were young and making mistakes and she was falling in love when you were falling in love and getting her heart broken. Does it feel this like, does it feel like you guys grew up together? I don't know. I, I feel like when it comes to like a lot of her songs, honestly, I didn't feel like I could totally relate until probably like now, <laughs> like, like looking back at okay. the time, it's almost like they were like very, um, like um, a lot of her songs just felt to me like a movie, you know, like a teen movie. Um, mm -hmm. So it was hard to relate specifically like with those type of like feelings of love and everything. But now looking back um, after having gone through heartbreak, coming, you know, going through all of that, um, I'm able to like really pull from that. So I don't know if I necessarily like grew up emotionally with her, but like, it still feels like, honestly, Taylor Swift's like the soundtrack of my life, <laughs> like of each stage of like, you know, the first two albums, um, Taylor Swift um, debut album and uh, Fearless, those were like, the, that's high school for me. That's high school. And then like moving on college, I feel like kind of like drops off just because like you're experiencing different things. Um, but then 1989, so a lot of those in the middle, kind of like, I would, didn't resonate with quite as much, but then 1989 really came out when like, I was a young adult and like, really like needed that. Um, so I do feel like there's certain stages that definitely resonate. Right, right. I, I've, I've said before where I feel like if there is any sort of emotion that you've experienced, related to love, whether good, bad, and different. Like there's a Taylor Swift song or three. Yes. That will, like tell you exactly what you've gone through. And I remember when I was putting together this list, I was like, okay, well, let's look at the songs I listen to a lot. And I was like, okay, I need to pick the songs that I love because I listen to them a lot because I love them and not because they remind me of like guys. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of songs in there that would be like, oh, that reminds me of this guy. Mm -hmm. um, so um, if you if you want to know what Taylor Swift songs you are, give me a call. <laughs> oh, wow. we'll do it off. We'll do it off the off right. mic. You know that'll be uh, a B side. Um, all right. Okay. Moving on to my number three. Okay. Now, uh, I, every time I do these lists, uh, people always tell me that their number one, two, and threes are like sure bets. They're like, I knew from the beginning that this was going to be my number one. This is going to be my number two. This is going to be my number three. And that numbers four and five are where they have the most trouble um, kind of like rounding out the list. Um, and that's definitely like where I was like with my, my three, two, one are just, they were like, uh, I kind of went back and forth a little bit, but this is where like, I definitely was like, this is, this is where like my love affair with Taylor Swift began. Um, my, so my number three is uh, from, Evermore, and it's the first song that made me like I I the album came out like in December, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. is that the yeah? Okay, I get them confused all the time. So the album came out like in December, and I think earlier uh, Dana said that it came out like right at the right time, like we or I can't remember who said it, Tessa. but it was the album we needed at the time, right? And I was playing it, and I was liking like every single song I was liking, and then when this song came out. 
halfway through it, I was like, holy crap, this is so good. Uh, Coney Island. I oh, absolutely yeah. love Coney Island. And yep. I don't know if it's because, like, I, I am a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. So I grew up listening to Springsteen and his romance, ro romanticism of the yeah. boardwalk and Coney Island and the Eastern Shore. And when in the song, uh, the, first, the first lyric that caught me in that song was like, we were like the mall before the internet. We were the one place to be. Um, that's the right song, right? I hope yeah. I'm not messing that up. Yeah. And then <laughs> when he says, sorry for, sorry for not winning you that arcade ring, like, God, that song is just like, it's so great. And it's so like, like, it's so heartbreaking, but it's like, like, it's like they were okay with the heartbreak, but in the end, like, I'm sorry, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't tell you at the time how great you were, but I'm sure they understood, but you always like, y'all, you always look back and you think you could have done better, you know, like, yeah. like you could have, you could have changed it a little bit, but that is definitely uh, the song that made me um, a Taylor Swift fan. It made me want to like just dig into the catalog. So that's my number no. three is Coney Island. And that's the type of song too. And I think Taylor Swift's really good at this where it makes you nostalgic for a place in time that you didn't experience, yeah. but you feel like you did. Like you feel like, yes, I was on Coney Island. I went through all of that. Um, she's just able to like evoke that. Yeah. Which I just I just love her word choice. Mm -hmm. like she's so thoughtful with like the symbolism and you know references to things and just the details that it really does like it tells a story even without like it just like directly being like here is a story kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, we're getting to some good stuff. Tessa, what is your number two? Okay. Well, you had said like most people have like one, two, three locked in. I don't feel like any of these are locked in. Like I could interchange these. Like I have probably 10 more that I feel like nah, I can easily like switch up because I feel like with Taylor Swift, just like there's a song for every type of love and heartbreak, there's also just a song for every like mood you're in or an album even. Like, you know, if you're wanting to be more chill, folklore, evermore. Um, if you want something that's more upbeat, you're going to do one. So it, these ones, I just had to go with my gut. I had to go with like what I felt. And I'm going to go back to 1989. Um, and this song isn't one that necessarily, I don't think that there, it was a single or anything. Um, but I just keep going back to it when I listen to that album. And it's the song Clean. Clean. the very last song of um, 1989 um and it's just about like finally getting over someone and finally there's a lot of like metaphors for like addiction and being sober and finally like just like ridding yourself of something and I think it's just so like it's so relatable just like I'm finally clean of all of this like shit that <laughs> I went through and I experienced it's like I've detoxed from that and I know like I've learned I've grown and I don't need to go back to that and it's the way that it's put together like it feels very eth ethereal it's like kind of like a great way that she's transitioned into more like lover really where it turns into more of just this ethereal like I don't know 
out of body experience. So number two is clean from 1989. All right. 1989 getting mentioned a lot. I, I, I well, yeah, when we I get into our top albums, we're, we're going to, we're going to check that out in a minute to see if that's, if that is, uh, Dana, what is your number two? Okay. I actually, I, I agree with Jesse that my one, two, and three were like locked down. It was, it was pretty easy for me. Um, the funny thing is, uh, literally like last night I was asked, where's this song going to be on your list? And I was like, shut up. I'm not that predictable, but evidently I am. Um, <laughs> Um, this is the probably the Taylor Swift song I've listened to the most. It's got the most plays on my iPod. And it's the song You Belong With Me from the Fearless album. Mm-hmm. I first, it's funny, I first heard this song because when I was in law school, my one of my professors would play music before class. And he played this like at the beginning of the class. And I was like, this song is freaking amazing. And then I went and downloaded and listened to it like 50 times. And I've probably listened to it to another 100 plus times since <laughs> then because it's so great. Um, I think what I love about, I love, I love upbeat songs. I find that the music I tend to gravitate to are either things, things that are like very emotionally complex or things that are just like full of energy because I, I I love that. And, and I also feel like not only have I like been in this situation where I'm like, okay, I get that the hot girls are fun or whatever, but like, I know shit. (laughs) I'm that like cute girl in the tennis shoes and the t-shirt, like, why don't, like, I'll, I'll take care of you, like, come be with me, but I also feel like that song, like, outside of that specific instance really just feels like me as a person already, like, being that sort of, like, I'm not the, the cute girl that's, like, a cheerleader, I'm the, you know, the insightful one that's, like, paying attention and being, like, uh, people aren't paying attention to things, this is all obvious to me, come on, guys, and it's just, like, it's just, like, fun and cheery and upbeat, and I, I just love it to pieces. Awesome. Awesome. That I'm going to have to check that one out. Does it, does your, you said it's the most played song on your iPod? Um, the most played Taylor Swift song on my iPod. Does it show how many plays it has? Yeah. I think I'm in like, I can actually take a look because <laughs> I have a Taylor Swift album. I've played it 151 times <laughs> and this count started in like 2009. So okay. <laughs> in 12 years, I listened to it. And that doesn't even count the times I've listened to it on like a burnt CD or mm-hmm. on my iPod because it doesn't sync up. So that's just on my computer. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. My number two. Um, so when Evermore came out and I listened to it and I loved it and I was about to just be obsessed with it, somebody told me that evermore is kind of like the continuation of folklore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that they kind of go hand in hand together so i was like okay well then if i'm going to do this i'm going to start with folklore so um i i had some gift cards that i had just gotten for christmas and i went to target and i bought the target variant of uh evermore folklore of folklore about the target area. My dog threw up on it on the way home. (laughs) So then that just meant I had to buy another copy of it. Not a Taylor Swift fan, I guess. Not a Taylor Swift fan. I'm talking about you. She's acting like she's not not talking about her. Um, And whereas Coney Island is like in the middle of Evermore and it took me like a minute to like totally fall in love when 
I played folklore and the one. Dude, I'm not saying I'm not saying I had just been dumped, right? But maybe somebody had finally had enough of my shit and walked out of my life because I was a piece of shit. Maybe I don't know. It might have happened. Um, but when I heard, when I first heard the one, and when she says, um, tried so hard to resist to ask if I'd done one thing different. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Because we all, we all are getting ready to send that one text. Like, what if I, what if I did, was it, was it that night? Was it when I said this, was it like, that's, that song is like, man, that is a heartbreaking, gut-wrenching song. And I just absolutely love that song. And um, I think, um, I think, and it would have been, and it would have been neat if it would have been me, like, oh my gosh. I um I also love to sing and um <laughs> um that's like uh I- I'll sing anything and that's like one of my favorite songs to sing along to and it's it's on my uh, so I have this like I mentioned that playlist uh earlier that it's like my it's like my go to sleep playlist and it is uh so the playlist starts with the one and then it has a Sarah McLaughlin, and then it has Coney Island, and then it has Maggie Rogers, and then it has Cardigan, and then it has Maggie Rogers, and then it has Exile. Exile is one of my almost, I almost put Exile in there this morning, but I didn't know where to put it. And yeah. uh, there was no way I was taking uh, the one. It, it almost replaced Coney Island. Um, Exile did, but. Um, so, yeah. And you're so right. It does like, especially like the first song. And I think it's like for everyone that like listened to Evermore, it was or sorry, folklore. And I get him switched up too. Folklore. It was like the first song where you're like, oh my God, Taylor Swift just came out with an album. And you hear that one. And it's just like, oh, like I need to like this is a lot. And yeah. it's like a matured version of the song, um, uh, Story of Us from I think it's from Speak Now, Story of Us um which is like also kind of it's more of an upbeat kind of like the crossover pop to or country to pop song um that has to do with the whole same idea of like we could have been together like it could have been whatever but now you know that was the story like we could have been talking about the story of us this is like the more emotional version of that it's like the more of like I could have been the one you could have been the one like we had something happening but nope yeah, I, I also like to the, another another great line from the song where she says, um, "I thought I saw you today, but it wasn't like you know how like when you're just like when you're missing someone so much like mm-hmm. you know, is that oh, it's not them. It's just like yeah 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 definitely a good song and it was just like it was like I don't know I always go through this like I know Christmas is supposed to be like a happy time of year but like October November December I always go through it I always go yeah. through a funk. And it's so crazy because it's always like the cure and Depeche mode that like carry me through that phase. But this year it was Taylor who like just like carried me through that that phase of the year. And uh that's that's yeah, that's my number, that's my number two is uh the one. Okay. I know, I know when I was listening to that album, like if I needed a good cry, like like because the one is very 
like the 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 rhythm to it is very kind of slow like it's it's kind of like in between like fast and slow it's kind of a casual tempo but like there's this undercurrent of like this is really emotional stuff and like when it grabs you you can just like I bawled so many times just listening to that song because I'm just like there's just so much emotion here and I love how she can empathize with past versions of herself with yeah. these last two albums to really write these songs about these loves that are like over or not real or somebody else's or whatever the the like the motivation of them and really like take a look at them from you kind of a more mature lens and use metaphors and things to really craft something that's very beautiful. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, very well said. Um, before we get into our number ones, um, I'll let you get ready. T Tessa, when you're, when you're ready, I'll, I'll go to you. You said you and your friends were kind of going back and forth on like what some of their. Uh, oh, yeah. But I, uh, I went on Facebook a couple of days ago and I asked people to, uh, to give me uh, their Taylor Swift top five. So I just want to read a couple of uh, people's top fives that they put, that they put uh, when I asked for top five Taylor Swift songs. Okay, let's see. Um, Sarah Agamahati, who we all know and love, um, she says, I'll preface that I have only listened to Folklore and Evermore once through, so I have some catching up to do, but here's her top five. Uh, we are never getting back together, 22, ready for it, clean, and blank space. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I feel like Sarah's list had a lot of ones that were like so close content. They made them to the semifinals. Yeah. A good friend of mine from Bakersfield, uh, Crystal Lozano, uh, first started off with, yes. <laughs> and then she said, uh, The Last Great American Dynasty, oh. Cardigan, Illicit Affairs, This Is Me Trying. Uh, that's all she has. She loves ever or folklore. Folklore, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Marco Cabaldi wasn't expecting his top five. No, was not but expecting his it. top five Taylor Swift, but he came with uh, "Don't Blame Me," "Shake It Off," "Fearless," "Love Story," and "You Belong to Me." Yeah, Marco's got a great list. <laughs> yeah, Mar Marco is a really cool, interesting guy. I, I. Yeah. I, I told him the other day, I was like, dude, as soon as this pandemic's over, you're coming over and we're drinking coffee and we're listening to metal all morning long. <laughs> you know, it's um, funny. One of my favorite things is when like loud, angry bands that I listen to do pop song covers. Oh, pop or punk goes pop. Yeah. So um, there's a couple really great Taylor Swift covers. A band that I like, We Came as Romans, does a great cover of um, I Knew You Were Trouble. They do some really fun guitar work in that one. Um, there's a cover Blank Space by a band called I Prevail. And it's it's very, it's definitely like that metalcore, angry sort of band. But like, it's so fun listening to a song like that in that sort of genre. So if that's something that interests people, I would check those out. <laughs> um, my friend uh, Grizel Gonzalez in, uh, in Texas said, just five? Um, she goes with uh, everything has changed, last kiss, enchanted, red, and style. 
Oh, so good. I love, I love everything that's changed. I love Ed Sheeran. I love when they collab. Um, Red is the only Taylor Swift song that I'll actually sing because I feel like I can get my my words around it. And I also, I relate to that <laughs> so much. Um, over on Instagram, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Shahada, uh, says, all she says is Coney Island is fire. <laughs> Also, I love Exile. Um, a friend of mine, Kim Curran, uh, Kim Curran, who made that painting up there of Groove is in the Heart. You can barely see it. Um, she she painted that. She says that uh, back to December, hours, teardrops on my guitar. Mm-hmm. And then another friend of mine put a Pink Floyd song because that's my friends for you. <laughs> okay, what do you, what do you got? Tessa, you said that your friends had some Taylor Swift songs. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, actually, so I guess a little background. Um, I have uh, four best friends. uh, So there's five of us. And I've known um, most of them from third or middle school. Um, So we've and we've stayed friends and we've been, we have a group chat and um, we are all big Taylor Swift fans. And again, a lot of it goes back to like the memories. So a lot of our favorites are actually like from the, like her older stuff. So some of the, um, and we also like ranked the albums that we love. Um, but my friend, Holly, her top five, uh, what'd she say? Sorry. Albums. She gave me out. Um, she said, this is just off the cuff no order in particular, stay beautiful, all too well, treacherous, hate Steven, and my tears ricochet. And then my friend Melissa, who lives up in Washington, her five are in no order, mine all too well, shake it off, invisible string and lover. My friend Catherine came in and she said, did she give us her, her tops? Uh, I don't I don't know if Catherine did. Um, but my but Allie Berta, yes. she came in and her song, and not in any order, Mary's song, which is from I um, I think the first Taylor Swift one, Sparks Fly, Stay Beautiful, All Too Well, August, Hey Steven, Clean, and Mirror Ball. Wow. Yeah, so those are their tops. I'll have to see if I can find Catherine's. But um, so that's what they came with. Um, but again, all of us have a connection to that first album, Taylor Swift debut. You said you also just ranked your top five Taylor Swift albums? I ranked all of the albums. Okay, do you want, since so we're getting ready to go on to number one, you want to, uh, do you want to tell us what, what you have there? I would love to. Okay. okay, number one album at the top for me is Taylor Swift's debut album. The first one, I can listen to it start to finish. It's just, to me, that's just like nostalgia. That's childhood. That's everything in that album. It's still country. I was never like into country. I was like, thought I was alternative and like into indie pop, like music and stuff. But like that one was just, it's just so fun. It's so light and so like heartfelt uh number two not to say folklore so bringing it back to recent that's another one where the entire album like if you 
listen to it start to finish just so there's so many good songs on it I usually that's kind of what I do to rank the albums I think is how many songs collectively I love on it and that's another one number three 1989 of course so um and that was actually the tour that I, I got to see Taylor Swift in concert with my best friends um for the 1989 tour in um the whatever the arena is in San Jose the new one 49ers arena anyways like the stadium or the arena like was yeah the arena? stadium oh and Levi Stadium yeah Levi Stadium so it was oh, wow. huge and that was the tour where she had like celebrities and stuff coming and like doing stuff and I think like Julia Roberts was there I don't know <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> which was weird um okay and then just wrapping up uh Fearless is my number four Evermore um I've been giving it more of a chance there's some really good bangers on there. Um, then Red, Speak Now. And then these two, so I never really connected with Reputation. I think sometimes it just had to do with like, if I'm listening to music or not, like really actively listening to it. I think I need to give it another chance. Um, but I didn't really connect. And same with Lover. However, I did start listening to Lover again to try to get more inclined with it but that's one that me and my friends are all kind of like didn't connect with that much um and so I think I need to give another chance but uh that's my ranking from top to bottom so top three Taylor Swift folklore and then 1989. How much fun was the Taylor Swift concert was it just an all day like drove up there what? Well no driving there sucked because Allie Berta and I drove down from Sacramento in tra- Bay Area traffic, we like missed the opener, which was Sean Mendez, which at the time we didn't care. Um, but once we were there, it was just like you got wristbands that were like the they lit up depending on the song, and so like the whole stadium you could see like going to the beat of "Shake It Off," and so that was awesome. And it's just like when you can go when you know every single song that's being performed, it's just, it's the most fun. Yeah. yeah. I've often said that like, um, to me, concerts are like a religious experience. It's just like, like like the music is like a baptism and it's just like, it just washes you over. You're at church. You're at church. Everyone is singing along. You're like part of that collective. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Dana and I have not seen Taylor Swift in concert, but um, I I think I will. I think I will now. I'm, I'm definitely down for it. Yeah. I'm down. Okay, are you guys ready to do your no moshing. Most of the concerts I go to, there's like moshing. So I, I would like to go to one where there's not. Um, well, you can start doing a little mosh pit. Right. Okay, Tessa, what is your number one all-time favorite Taylor Swift song? All right, so this was difficult to narrow down. It was the one that I originally thought, and I came back to it. Um, it's from the Taylor Swift debut album, and it's our song. And goes, our song is slammed between doors, staying out late on your window. Mm-hmm. Like the first, like just little like twang of it is just like, oh, it just like makes you feel summertime and fun. And it's just like such a cutesy, like silly young love song. So that's my number one is our song. Our song from her debut album. Mm-hmm. That's the album that they're redoing, right? Like she re-recorded it and is that what's going on with that? Well, what is um she just did 
Dana, what song did she just do? She just did Love Story. Which is from uh, Fearless, Fearless or Seeking? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the one I've got it pre-ordered. So the second one just the second song just dropped. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, the second song just dropped last night or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was reading about that this morning. Um, okay, Dana, what is your number one? So um I'd love to tell a story before I just I Definitely like to tell build us it a story. Up. Um it was it was surprising actually. Like I figured out this was my favorite Taylor Swift song sometime last year during the pandemic and it sort of surprised me but then as I thought about it it didn't because I because I kind of feel like the different albums kind of came out at the right time in my life to kind of match like when Reputation came out it's super sort of more angsty than anything else and I was definitely going through a time of my life where I was like struggling and like kind of a little angry a little a little snarky and I love how that's weaved in and then like, obviously when Folklore came out, I was like sad and at home. And so it was nice to listen to that. But I remember when Lover came out, it was such like this breath of like happy freshness of just like, there's just joy. Even the songs that are like sadder have more like a joy to them. And, and I, in a, my point in my life was at a place where like, you know what, I'm ready to put myself out there more. I'm ready to enjoy things. I'm ready to like, meet someone and you know get to know someone really cool and like connect and like just be more like free and joyful and so like that was the the like that album came out the perfect time listen to it in my car as I was driving to improv shows and be like yeah I'm in a good mood um but my number one favorite Taylor Swift song from the album lover is Cruel Summer Oh, uh, I was just telling my friend, like, yeah, give it a chance. I, that's a very good one. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's one of those sleeper songs that, like, you don't really realize just how good it is. But then you listen to it, you're like, this is so good. Like, it's another one of those songs that I feel like kind of builds a little bit. And and I love how there's a mix of, like, it's cute and fun and peppy, but also a little, like, eh, I'm worried that I'm going to screw this up and like, I'm, I love you. And it's the worst thing you've ever heard. Like, I love that line. Yeah. Um, and, and just kind of that sort of mix of like, this is exciting and fun, but also scary. And, and it's just a fun peppy pop song. I love it. I love, I love pop songs. I, I love fun peppy pop because like music is a thing is like, like it could, it could be depressing. And we've that the, our list has been all over the place. It's like, mm-hmm. There's there's heartbreak, there's anger, there's there's you know there's everything, but like it all comes back to pop music, you know. And the reason like we love these songs is because like it it really like it it's it's like a snapshot of where we were in our life when we very first heard that song. Yeah. You know, and and that's we 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 always I mean we remember the heartache, we remember the heartbreak, but it's like the, it's the it's the fun times that just like oh man. That's the, that's the fun pop songs, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So, and and going with that, my number one is like, I have loved this song ever since I very first heard it. And I was like, who's that? That is such a cool song. It is such a sweet song. Um, my, um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what is it called again? Well, I want to make sure I didn't have the title wrong. Uh, but love story. Um, yeah. Like you can't anytime that song comes on the radio, and then like this new version that's out right now. Um, she just she does this thing like in the first, like about a third of the way of the song, about a third of the way through the song, 
she does this thing. She's all, and leave this town for a little while. Ho, ho. Like, she just does this, ho, ho. And it kind of like, the song just starts bouncing at that point. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's just like this beautiful story. It's like, we were uh, on a balcony in summer air. And then when the boy comes back and says, marry me, Juliet, you'll never have to be alone. I love you. Dude, I like... Uh I cannot tell you how many times I'm like just driving down the road. That song comes on. It is, it has been on like every road trip playlist I have made since like 20, when did it come out? 20. Oh, when did that come out? I don't, but since that song came out, since that time, it has been on every road trip playlist I make. And uh, it just, it just puts me in the best mood. 2008. Yeah. Okay. 2008. I remember where I was. I was in Bakersfield still. I was working at a job I absolutely hated. And, um, but that song is just such a great song and it just puts me in such a good mood. Um, it's, it, it, it made its way to the very, very beginning of that playlist. I just didn't want to say anything right now, but that, that good night playlist that I have. Yeah. It is the first, it is the first song on there. Um, and then the second yeah. song is another great pop song. Oh, I love. Oh, my God. That song is so good. Oh, that's a Which, good one. Yeah. So it goes, it goes from Taylor Swift's Love Story to Natalie and Bruglia Torn. And it's just like these two great pop songs. And then it, then it slides into like, and I think like earlier we said, like when you make a playlist, you want to start off with like, like, so when I look at my top five, I start off with You Need to Calm Down, which is catchy and pop. Yeah. And fun. then I go to Shake It Off, which is all attitude. And then I go Coney Island and The One, which is heartbreak. And then I'm finishing it with Love Story, which is just. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful We're just along for the ride. And it's a beautiful ride if we, if we know, if we just realize that like the heartache and the, and the sadness is just a part of the ride that like makes us strong and ready to really enjoy when it is yeah. going good so Ugh. that's that's my number one okay now we have a really hard task of um what what are we gonna and i'm gonna let you guys do the heavy lifting here i'm not normally i i, I have a lot of like well what this should be this it should be this um the only song that got mentioned twice was uh shake it off where i had it at number four and tessa had it at number three mm -hmm. um so normally when we do these top fives uh when we when we zero in on the on the final group top five we'll we'll always start off with the songs that got mentioned twice shake it off gets mentioned twice is that a song that you want to see stay in the overall top five I think that's a really solid song. I mean, it didn't make yeah. my list, but it definitely like is a song that I listen to a lot. I may or may not have my own interpretive dance that I do in my kitchen because you know it's such a, okay. it's such a fun dance. We're, gonna, we're not going to put it. In, we're not putting it anywhere on the list now, but we're putting it in the list. In the bucket. In yeah. the bucket. Now, when we talk about like just these other songs. Another song that got mentioned a couple times, not just not not just on on our list, right? But when we started talking about our friends list and yep. the list from from Facebook, "Clean" came up a couple of times. Um, our song came up a couple of times. Um, "You Belong with Me" came up a couple of times. I think 
you belong with me. So that was, that was, that switch between my number one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And that was on uh, Dana's list. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. It's, and Dana really like her pitch for you belong to me was really heartfelt. It's a great I, one. Okay, then I'm okay. Okay. So then you belong yeah. with me is going to be on here somewhere. The great thing about this top five list, we can't go wrong. It's mm-hmm. going to be right. At the end of it, it's going to be correct. No matter what, it makes it on there. All right. Now, do you want to put clean on there or is clean too moody? I don't know. It might I, be. I would almost argue that clean is not moody enough. Mm, mm. It's a little, it is. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I think clean is a great song. I don't necessarily know if it would go in like an overall top five. Okay. For like, uh, that would resonate with everyone. Resonates with me. Gotcha. Gotcha. What about our song? I mean, honestly, like, again, I think that it resonates with me and like okay. my friends <laughs> because right. of that first album. So I don't know if that would necessarily be one that like everyone connects with. Did, um, okay, let me, all right, we're going to, I'm just going to start throwing out some names that are on here, um, some titles that are on here. Mirrorball, I'd Lie. Um, we said no to our song, right? Did we say no to our song yet? I think we should say no. It was okay. my pick, but I think no. Okay, we've got... I I definitely think that we need a, a folklore song on here. We do. We do and need I, one folklore. I think the one that got the highest was the one, and I feel like that's a really solid... Yeah. One to go on the list. The one. Okay, Dude. the one. We've yeah. got room for two more songs. Um what and what do we have so far? We have Shake It Off. You we belong have Shake It Off. You you belong to you belong with me. And um the one. The one. What about mm, See, we, we got three, and then it's just those last two, like you said. It is hard. Uh, I mean, I think Love Story would be a fun one to put on I there. was about to make that my would pitch be for fun. Love Story. Okay. Let's do Love Story. We, um, mm-hmm. Anything from Go ahead. Lover or Reputation that we think? I mean, I love both of my picks, so I would put either of them on there, but I, I seem to be more of a, a fan of those <laughs> i i don't I, 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 let 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 go that we have to be law let go of having to be well representative well representative of all of her albums like let 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 go of that and just go with what you absolutely love like if this song came up and you're in the mood you weren't gonna skip it there's no way you would skip this song or if the party was kind of dying down and you needed it, you needed to give it a jolt, or you needed to console a friend who was just broken up. Um, let it be one of those songs. We've got we've got love story, the one, you belong with me, shake it off. Um, we still have out there uh wildest dreams, my tears ricochet, don't blame me. Oh, wildest dreams. Cool summer, wildest dreams. Dana, how do you feel about Wildest Dreams? I mean, I, I love that one. That's a great one. Do we want to put, do we want to make that our fifth song? I think that'd be a good five. Okay. Yeah. To give now, some kind of 
universal appeal. <laughs> this is how I feel of Wildest Dreams. Like, <laughs> now, how do we want to rank these? We've got five songs. We've got Love Story, The One, You Belong With Me, Shake It Off, Wildest Dreams. What's the, what's the, what's the best song on there? Like, let's start with number one. Do we have to? <laughs> or where do you want to start? Where do you want to? Can we just put them all in a bucket together and being like, this no, that's what I, feel. I feel like those together are all great. So we're we doing an do. unprecedented. It's just the, the five. We're not going to, we're not going to say that one song is better than the other. Okay. I would be a hundred percent fine with that. I think that honestly, again, like I said, we could put anything on there and be like, cool. Okay. Then our top five Taylor Swift songs are um, in no particular order. In no particular <laughs> order, but I'm gonna read them this way: Wildest Dreams, Shake It Off, You Belong with Me, The One, and Love Story. That's 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 um, an album. Right? Now that's an album. That's a list you can fall in love to. <laughs> yes. You could in and out of love. You know what? That's a list that, like, if we could start it with the one. That's a yeah. list that you could like, you just got your heart broken with. And then if we finish it with love story, then yeah. we could start off with the broken heart and then we could finish it with everything's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. I talked to your daddy. <laughs> I've always loved that line. Oh, my yeah. Yeah. Such a great list. This was so much fun, you guys. I was yeah. really nervous that I wasn't going to be able to hold my own. Um, a friend of mine was telling me yesterday, you can't do this. Like, you don't. Oh, you no. got it. <laughs> you killed it. You're great. Oh, man. This is there for everyone. Like, I feel like everyone can find something that they love. Yeah. True. This was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you so much, Dana. Thank you so much, Tessa. Thank you. Uh, thank you it's Tessa. so good to see you guys. I cannot wait uh, to do something um, just. Danny, you'll be fully vaccinated. Away. We're so yeah. close. Yeah, we're so close. So let's not blow it just yet. Let's, <laughs> like, like we've already, like we've been through the worst of it, I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. we've made we're out of the far. woods. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, Tessa, we'll let you know when we have our first telenovela rehearsal. And um, <laughs> if you want to show up, you can show up. I don't know. Um, I know for sure we're, we're going to do something. I don't know when or where, but um, uh, Dana, you were watching the uh, the film festival last night? I was. It was super fun. It was super good. It was super good. Uh, the Love Horrors, I thought their movie was great. Um, it was so cute. I loved it. And Emily was just so sweet. Like, she's just so adorable. <laughs> I loved it so much. I was like, yeah, I know her. She's so great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of course, I'm, I'm a little bit impartial, uh, that, but... Man, Luke Soin's movie was amazing. Uh, Allie was in it. Yeah, Allie. she was so good too. Yes, the, those right now are my two uh, mm -hmm. front runners of like, I don't know what kind of awards they're giving, but like uh, if those, the, I really think that those two were the two funnest ones that I watched last night. Um, Luke Soin's the, with, with Ali Berta and uh, Anthony Kay. Man, it was hilarious. And I, I, um, I had the, the chance to watch uh, the Love Horrors before the festival, mm -hmm. but I was like, oh, no, I want to wait because I, I, I want to, and, and I'm glad I waited. Um, that last scene of Buddy crying, oh. I was like, I'm going to have bad dreams about this right. shit. And Buddy's 
I love Buddy's hair. Like it's so beautiful. And he just yep. did a good job of it. Then I was just like, no, not Buddy's hair. <laughs> this is so good. Allie, uh, yeah. I called you Allie. I'm sorry, Tessa. Oh, it's okay. That happens a lot. It happens, huh? Um, yeah. I'm excited for tonight because I, I wrote a film with yeah. Evan Wajaya and Evan Lilly. I wrote it and then Evan did the voice work and then the other Evan did the animation. So it's going to be That's fun. so cool. Yeah. yeah. Evan T. Lilly, uh, all of all of the graphics has done all of the he's he's done he did this oh really? he did the he's original so telenovela yeah um logo great work he did this new telenovela logo Ooh, that's cool yeah um that's great yeah so he he did he's an amazing artist yeah he's he painted me in a in a portrait of oh, four dead boys and tessa <laughs> He's, he's so talented and yeah. sometimes like he's done stuff for me like in a day like i'll message him in the morning and i'll be like hey i was kind of thinking of this and this and he's like all right give me a minute and we're literally is like a minute and he's like what do you think i'll be like well, can you change this can you change this and um yeah he's amazing so many talented people uh in and around the sacramento comedy spot and so true. Um, yeah well ladies thank you so much. Thank um, you. Oh, this is so fun. fun. Yeah.